Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah, so without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by an author, musician, and podcast host of the Anarchist Survivalist podcast, Live Like the World is Dying, and the Cool Zone Media, uh, Robert and Sophie Lichterman's Cool Zone Media podcast, cool people who did cool stuff. Please welcome Margaret Killjoy! Margaret! That's me. I didn't prepare a song. I'm sorry. AKA Magpie. That's your AKA, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. What's the thing about Magpies the bird? Like, what's the uh, thing? They steal things. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah, how yeah. I got the name when I was. Oh, 20. really? They yeah. steal shiny stuff, right? And like build yeah. up the little shiny, like, bachelor pad thing to impress. Yeah, they, they're, they're a shiny object collector, like like crows and ravens. They're pretty yeah. closely related. To Do they have the same, ravens. like, memory, too? Like, how crows would be like, yo, fuck with one crow, it could be smoke from the whole murder. I think so. Only a group of magpies is called a titan. Oh, that's oh. so much nicer. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, I like to think of it as ominous instead of direct, but. Right. Yeah. Wait, good so tidings we're... to you, they say, before they rob your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, what were, you, what were you stealing? What were you coming up on all the time? Uh, mostly food and books, I guess, when I was yeah. 20. Yeah. I, I got it for two reasons. One, I would like find little rusty and shiny things in like the street when I was walking around. I was a, I was like a crust punk squatter. Okay. And so I would pick up little rusty things and make weird bad jewelry with it. Eventually I started to learn how to make better jewelry. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is, yeah, I used to shoplift. Yeah. Well, like it was but... my job because it kind of was because it's how right. I fed myself and my friends. <laughs> yeah. Coming I would is... never advocate, oh, whatever, do whatever you want. 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> do, what, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Yeah. What is something from your search history? Okay, so I've talked about this uh, previously on this podcast. I recently started working out with a personal trainer. So because of Ooh. that, I'm really obsessed with uh, macros, like macronutrients, making sure I'm eating the right pro- amount of protein. So my most recent search history was how much protein is in brunch? Uh, and I was really stressed while I was Googling it. Uh, my girlfriend and I took her out to brunch on Sunday. And I was just like, oh, shoot, shit, shit. Can I make this work with my macros? <laughs> yeah. So ma- what it- macros are like protein and like the, yeah, the basic like protein, things. It's like protein, to- carbs, and like uh, pro- protein, carbs, and fat. Okay. Was it just a fistful of hollandaise sauce? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I asked them to, to sprinkle a little bit of chicken into it, just to, so, so there's just a protein. <laughs> it's like a sippy cup of holiday, one, one hollandaise sauce, one chicken breast. One hollandaise, please. Yeah, yeah. I love hollandaise sauce with french fries. Ooh. And the macros on that. Not good. It turns <laughs> well, out. Not good. Look, you can offset it if you can offset it if you eat some just pure Slim Jims for dinner later. <laughs> <laughs> are, are Slim Jims good macros? Uh, so, so a lot of the struggle oh, with yeah. macros is making sure that you have like a good protein rate, protein to calorie ratio, and yeah. Slim Jims do have a very good protein to calorie ratio. Fuck yes, yes. And the sodium like compounds that. Have, oh, like, I just I just don't even think about we that. Ignore I'm, those. I'm, okay. I'm for sure I'm for sure getting mummified from the inside based on my <laughs> diet right now. <laughs> right. But my protein is but my protein level is good. <laughs> They're gonna find your liver in forty five thousand years and be like, holy shit, this is perfectly preserved and glowing. And eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, it is it's so funny how obsessed I've gotten with this stuff. I um recently heard uh, former Daily Side guys guest um eli uden post on twitter something to the effect of like i'm thinking about eating more protein and stuff like that and i immediately jumped into his D- dms and was just like here's the best greek yogurt like brand like you know just what I is the best like greek S- yogurt brand oh okay so uh oh yeah this is something real opinionated <laughs> about. uh so no no, no. so the, the brands that i like is a brand called oikos that is um 90 calories for 15 grams of protein and then there's another brand oh. called chobani that's 60 calories for 11 grams of protein and they, oh. they don't taste bad. There's a little bit of flavor to them. But it's just like if you, um, you know, like if it's the end of the day and you're about to go to bed, but you're just like, oh, I'm short on protein by 10 grams. Yo. Then you can just like chug a Greek yogurt while trying <laughs> to sleep. This is what my life is. I'm a cautionary tale. Don't try to become me. I hate this. I'm trying to remember when when like Greek yogurt first came out as like a mass marketed product. Uh, I was still living in New York and one of my coworkers, like one of my best like actual work friends was like oh no man i don't fuck with greek yogurt so i I, i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember (laughs) but not say the brand because it's a little i guess libelous or whatever but basically it came allegedly allegedly so what happened allegedly turned his insides into goo (laughs) well it's not about the product he was like i can't fuck i can't fuck with those that greek yogurt and i was like oh well why i mean it's good i think and he was like yeah like the guy that founded the company like like my friend's wife cheated on him with <laughs> oh <dude>. no <laughs> and like like broke up the marriage so it's like yeah i don't fuck with greek yogurt and i was like that's a really so just weird... like that one brand yes, or like yes. any just, oh, okay, just one brand of greek yogurt and i i don't remember which it is i don't think yeah <laughs> if i were to guess it would be not polite i suppose 
Well, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Let's that's, just go with it, anyways. <laughs> three top three Greek yogurt brands that we think the guy might yeah. be. A so which, yeah, cheater. which which yeah. is the which is the cheatinest cheatinest tasting yogurt? <laughs> that's my <laughs> question. I gotta say, Jack, where were you with that with that balloon telling him to stay six inches apart when they were? Thank you. It? Exactly. Uh, uh, yogurt. Answer work, yourself, Mister yeah. Oikos. <laughs> your work is never done. <laughs> yes. No, Oikos is very virtuous. I'm going to I'll defend <laughs> Oikos to the death. <laughs> it was probably one of the brands that like tells their whole founder story on the label. I feel yeah. like that's who, you know, yeah, like and the, the founder yeah. story was definitely just, he likes to fuck. This guy yeah. loves to fuck so it did, hard. He did say on there. It was like, <laughs> he likes Greek this, yogurt because it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. this is why he likes the yogurt. This is why he got the whole thing. Extra this is whole <laughs> Yeah. I, I also remember hearing that Greek yogurt like the process for making Greek yogurt, it makes the Greek yogurt very good, very great macros on that shit. Even though you you are uh, the Charles Barkley of macros and don't want people to think of you as a role model, I do <laughs> think of you as a role model. Oh and, no, uh, I'm excited about these macros. But then, like the other thing, the water or the liquid that gets strained out to make it like that hyper condensed Greek yogurt is like poison. <laughs> is something that I <laughs> oh, remember sure. covering back in the day, and like they don't know what to do with it. They're like, oh no, <laughs> no. I'm sure me like being like eating this very specific macro diet is cutting 50 years off of my life <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i think it was like as a as a waste byproduct. as a waste byproduct yeah, yeah. yeah exactly it's like acidic or something yes <laughs> cool. it's hyper acidic and it just makes me like it more <laughs> i mean i guess what it is is it's very clearly just the opposite of the greek yogurt <laughs> Yes. Like it's just that, like that's you, what they're saying is that the macros on this by waste byproduct are terrible. And that's why yeah. it's a waste byproduct. You took you took milk and split it into good and evil. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Dual say Sloan, we do like to also ask our guests what is something you think is overrated? Taylor Swift. <gasps> mm. She's just white. <laughs> End of. That's it. That's it. Yeah. What do you think of the Republican sort of like hysteria over how they're like, she's going to swing the election? They need, honestly, thank you for getting the heat off of black people, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Run it. Because this is what you do now. If Kansas City would have lost the Super Bowl, it would have been her fault. Yes. But right. they won, and it's Travis Kelsey. So right. she doesn't get. The push. She doesn't get the benefit of them winning, but she would have caught all the heat if they lost. Right. Yeah. And that's not fair. Yeah. I'm not a fan well, of little girl, but that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't need that kind of misogyny flying that way. Like, right. So it was just like she was going to catch pure hell. Also, even if she said, even if she told everybody to vote for a specific candidate, that's not illegal. Yeah. No. Right. right. Obviously. The only th the thing that's going to swing the election is the policies of the Republican Party. But the problem is, is that nobody wants to, in the same way, so when Hillary Clinton was running against Trump, I saw something on Instagram and it said, all right, let me go get up and vote for this girl. Mm. And I was like, that is perfect. That is exactly how I felt. Let me get up and vote for this girl. <laughs> I'm not excited to vote for Biden, but they know that Kamala Harris has no chance. Right. None. Right. So it's like, okay, you have to run Biden against Trump because Kamala Harris has absolutely no chance. But it's 
they're the oldest candidates in the history of the world. Yeah. Mm. In the history of the, and like in the history of America. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're the oldest like, candidates in the history of America. And John said like on the show on Monday, he was like, the last time there were people this old was them four years <laughs> yeah, four ago. Four years ago. Right? Yeah. They, yeah, they, they broke the record, the record of them four years ago. The first time. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, that's wild. Yeah. But no, Taylor Swift anchor. I mean, if all she, all she did was just increase the sales of pony beads and letter beads and that right, you know, right, elastic right. to make bracelets. Bead on. industry is booming, yeah. and that is helping Biden's Friendship economy. Game. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to when. Also, what I don't understand is like we've given Taylor Swift all this credit for boosting the economy when her <laughs> and Beyonce had tours simultaneously. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And people were breaking their neck, literally, not paying rent. Yeah. To go see both of them. So I'm just like, it's not, I don't think she's going to, no, she's not going to sway an election. What the problem is that people are so disengaged that not enough people are going to vote. And when and what the Republican Party is very good at is getting their constituents out to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Democrats aren't paying enough attention. Also, they don't have enough money. The Republican Party sits on $200 million. The Democratic Party sits on $20 million. The way Laura Trump was talking, she's like, if I am at the RNC, if like put me there, I'm putting every, she said, quote, every single penny of RNC funds will be go to his election. It's like, wait, you mean in legal fees? I think that's what we're really talking <laughs> here, because that's how so much of his PAC money just went to his legal fees. Well, which is, listen, this is why when white people have the nerve to look at black people or people of color and go, well, how do we, you can't ask us how to do anything. Y'all know exactly how this works. I'm very, I'm very exhausted by the white person who doesn't understand how America works, right, right. or the man who doesn't understand while women are still going through. Stop it! Quit playing in my face. Mm. If you're playing with me, at least let there be a board and dice out. Stop playing with me. Right. There's no video game console on mm. right now. I ain't sitting in the living room eating nachos. So stop playing with me. You understand? Yeah. So I'm just like one. America's not about freedom. America's about money. Yeah. The day that everybody can acknowledge that America is a business, it started as colonialism and colonization was a business. Yeah. The colonies were a business. Yeah. So a few people was like, you know what? They be not being real nice to us in England. We might want to go somewhere else. Right. That was a couple folks on, on a couple boats. The rest of these bastards, the entire Western Hemisphere was a business right? that the British and the Spanish took over. Because the fact that Americans do not acknowledge that most of the countries below us speak Spanish is insane. <laughs> right. Or even know what, what country, like I mean, most people don't even know what North America is. If you right, it was like, well, well, you know, Mexico is in Central America. No, it's not. No. <laughs> you never heard of NATO. That's what you just told me. Right. So, it's, America is a business. Stop looking for freedom and start paying attention to the money. Mm-hmm. All of this has always been about money. America does not care about your freedom. America, all the, the freedom shit is a smokescreen, is a lie. That's why the reason that you were able to get the Civil Rights Act to pass is one, Kennedy was assassinated. Two, the Mont- Montgomery bus boycott took 18 months. Mm. It wasn't a couple days that they wasn't on the bus. It was 18 months. Yeah. And black women organized cabs and cars to get everybody to work. And what it did was it almost bankrupted the city of Montgomery, Alabama. 
That's why desegregation happened because of boycotting of businesses. Right. It wasn't because the white people was like, we should probably give these Negroes some rights. Right. No. Mm-hmm. It's time. You realized yeah. how we impacted an entire city's economy and multiple cities' economies during the civil rights movement. And they were like, yo, these Negroes messing up our business. Give them some rights or they're going to destroy us. Right. With just the money of it. Yeah. It did not. No one felt. No. It's like so a white man looked at another white man and said, let's give these Negroes rights. Right. Had nothing. To, they weren't treated better. Right. You could not just get the bland food you was fighting to eat. So. <laughs> I'm very confused about what we think is happening right now, and I don't know why. We're not acting like that. This is what it is. So, yeah, if the Republican Party wants to take all this money to back Trump. All they're going to do is bankrupt themselves. Yeah. That's all they want to do. Trump is just revenge for Obama. That's all he is, because that's right. why people foam at the mouth in anger and, uh, and act with Trump the way that they act. It's because he says what needs to be said. And we're going to drain the swamp and get those fat cats. I'm like, why are there so many cats in a swamp? You sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I want to be near swamp cats. cats. They don't want to be near water. Listen, what is this? I, I remember SWAT cats was an interesting cartoon. Yeah. Swamp cats didn't exist. They don't do that. Samurai so, pizza yeah. cats, another one. You know what I mean? What an odd... We, the 90s was a great time for pizza. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> that it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza that was just like the the cheese on the top was like one solid liquid, like non-Newtonian substance that just like kind of <laughs> stretched yeah, off. It just fell off the dough. Yeah. I mean, it's really how they made kids read books is what happened. Yeah. A pizza, a personal pan pizza. Right. Just truly just an open-faced grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> With a little bit of tomato sauce. With oh. a little bit of tomato sauce is really yeah. how they got kids to read in the 90s. Yeah. Came through. Carmen, what is something you think is underrated? Oh, this is more fun. Do you know what I love? Love, love, love. Let's go back yeah, to Capital to punishment. G. No, I'm kidding. Like <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Pendejo, mira. Don't get me mad now. Lo siento, lo siento, lo siento. How dare you. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know you spoke Spanish, Blake. <laughs> bien, lo siento. Bien, bien. Uh, lo siento. Um, no, this is mucho más fun. Okay, so oh my God. Um, on shows, I love... Because, of course, I'm a writer, too, but I love mashup words. I don't like I'm not talking about those TikTok kind of stuff like Riz and stuff. I'm talking about mashup words because right now the word that I can't get out of my head, which I love so much, is corpsicle. Is anyone watching That's True Detective? Uh, it is the idea. And, I've, and I come across a couple more of these words and I just love they make me so happy. And yeah. Really just corpsicle. The power to be able to create a word that instantly makes your brain go corpse. Know exactly what that is. What? And you know exactly what it is. And it's a nonsense word. Brilliant. By the way, love the show. Yeah. You love True Detective. That's, that's a great underrated. That's that's one of, honestly, my favorite underrated. It's That's such a good one. Because it's something that you appreciate subconsciously. But then yeah. hearing you say that, I want to I want to keep an eye out for more more corpsicle-type words. It's so yeah. fun. And then every time I hear corpsicle, yeah. I'm like, oh, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so, so that you know where I'm at, I tried to write corpsicle. I wasn't quite sure how to pronu- uh, how to spell it. And my autocorrect change it to crop circle sure so you know what's another fantastical thing (laughs) you love science so there you go (laughs) i love science is that what you said yes i love science science (laughs) signs the m night Shyamalan movie Uh, science Science, uh, 
Sainza. And Science Class. That's I, I think that's in another M. Night Shyamalan movie where Mark Wahlberg is a science teacher and he's like, where just written on the board is like, where'd the bees go? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't that? That wasn't science. Which one was that one? That was. That is, uh, I remember the happening. that. Oh, my God. I remember what that about one? the bees, though, bro? <laughs> That's Don't science. spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't tell us yeah. where the bees are. Don't say anything else. It's a huge plot point. Oh, my yeah. God. It's a right. good one. That's a good yeah, one. that is a good one. <laughs> True Detective season four, or yeah, season yeah. four has one of the most. That. Corpsicle is the corpsicle mm. to end all corpsicles, by yeah. the way. It's a like bunch. Just, yeah. 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 It's a yeah. real cluster. And if you like this season, look at me. I'm not doing promo for her, but I do adore her. The director, Isa Lopez, right? Chicana yeah. from Mexico. She mm. has um, her horror movie, Tigers Are Not Afraid, was beautiful and oh, nice. fresh. Nice. You know, when you see a movie, it's not like, you're not like, wow, that was so great and epic, blah, blah, blah. But when you see it and you go, okay, that's new. Yeah. Like how cool. hard is it to see to watch something today and be like, okay, that's that's new. I haven't seen that. That's her. And it is brilliant. So I'm not surprised that she produced a corpsicle. Because <laughs> yeah. if you watch that movie, you All can see how you're work. like, this lady's brain is different. Yeah. Me likey. Oh, that only has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's all it Which has. Which one? Yeah, Tigers are not afraid? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, ninety seven. Oh, I'm so happy for her. Yay. Writing it down yeah, no, on she, my movies to watch mm-hmm. list. Me too. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. By the way, Issa, love you. Love you. Okay, moving on. <laughs> She's a big fan, uh, as mm-hmm. are all great, brilliant, you know, directors who think different. They are huge fans of the mm-hmm. Daily Zeitgeist. And mm-hmm. It fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it fits. All right. Let's take a quick break and come back and we'll run through some news stories. We'll be right back. Okay. Gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate, whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier, Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. 
obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit tomboyx.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Cause Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire kardashian clan and if you're looking for steamy streams check out grand cayman secrets in paradise the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical caribbean island of grand cayman where the rich come to play but be warned it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long so come check out what's new on hulu this month it's streaming now and it's waiting for you on hulu And we're back. And just briefly, Jon Stewart came, uh, did his like first return. I didn't watch it. Uh, I read her jam, watched it, was like, this is pretty. I was, he was dreading it and thought it was kind of funny. Most of his opening segment was devoted to the ages of both presidential candidates. And therein lies the problem. People were like, what the fuck, dude? You're only supposed <laughs> to talk shit about Republicans, bro. He focused on, as did we yesterday, we, you know, Biden's slip up where he had called the press conference to be like, I'm not, you think I'm old? And came on and was like throwing sick burns at Fox News and was like real revved up and was like leaving the field of play, having like done what he came to do. And then someone asked him a question <laughs> about Israel and he like went back to the podium and confused Mexico and Egypt. And people were like, oh, buddy, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you almost had. Oh, you were so close. But anyways, I mean, he he also so he pointed out Biden's slip ups. He also po- said that Trump's statements during his rallies warrant a wellness check like he was talking about both of them but people people were pissed i think my favorite joke from it is that he took the clip of kamala harris being like i i assure you in closed door meetings biden is smart and on his game and on top of it all backflips he was like did anyone dabbing all over the place (laughs) like that would be good to show to people but anyways People like Keith Olbermann, who we were all waiting to hear what we all knew Keith Olbermann was still alive and were waiting to hear what he thought on anything. But he came out and was like, this both sides is fraud. He's mad. Rolling Stone referred to Jon Stewart's both sides are equally bad approach, which doesn't seem like exactly what he's saying. I think you can be frustrated that Joe Biden doesn't seem to be the best candidate specifically because Trump is such a terrifying prospect, yeah. which kind of is where I'm sitting at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how are you guys feeling? Feeling good about our, our options? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty, I, I Weirdly, yeah. It's like, this is like kind of the first time I was like, because I feel like the previous incarnation of Daily Show John Stewart would not 
really ever like actually criticize like the kind of our center right Democratic Party. Right. So like this feels like good ish. <laughs> actually, <laughs> right. I'm surprised. I yeah, like more in line with where I think people's minds like, are. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, I mean, ultimately, John Stewart's a comedian. His job's to be funny. But he's also put himself in this really interesting media criticism and analysis role. You yeah. Know, some jokes to criticize the media. And, you know, I think that Biden and Trump are the presidential candidates who look and sound old as fuck. Don't get mad at John Stewart for pointing it out. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, get mad at Biden's campaign team for letting me be, be presented in that way. Or get excited about RFK Jr. Like we are on this podcast. <laughs> if you if you read between the lines, you can really tell which direction this pod is, which where Jack is going. <laughs> Slightly read between anti yeah. anti vax. This is really really. I have put COVID in scare quotes multiple times and did say I'm excited about RFK Jr. Yeah, I don't look. know if you're picking up the tiny little bread crumbs. Bread crumbs. That's what happens That's yogurt. When, I, That's yogurt. when I'm out on macros and <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Look, do yeah. I love RFK Jr. because he probably knows what a macro is? Yes. <laughs> is that what I base my presidential candidate votes on? Yes. <laughs> also, yes. I, I will say, actually, Joey, I think you just said, I, I don't know if I agree that, like, in in the job of host of the Daily Show, John Stewart is a comedian. What? Okay. Well, that's like why it's on. It's on Comedy Central. It's like it's yeah. what theoretically he's supposed to be doing. I know. I know. I just think it's like it. I don't think the show would do well if he was just doing jokes. Like most right. of the bits yeah, yeah. that do well with their audience are like I think, unfortunately, not jokes. Well, yeah, no. it's, it, it is so weird. Like I, you know, I, I went to school for journalism. I graduated from like the Edward R. Murrow College of Communication. And it's like so I like I really respect journalism. And it's so weird to me that he's kind of found himself, John Stewart, in this position where he's kind of one of the most respected journalists in the country. And right he's on. like, a com he's not a journalist. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, that's, I think it, and there's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's sort of a, and like he's he's the person where, you know, I think on his on his Apple TV show there was this expectation of like, finally, he's going to do hard hitting interviews. And it's like, yeah, it's we're putting so much on John Stewart's shoulders. Yeah. 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 It's well, really. Yeah. It's that part is the biggest bummer to me. I'm just like, this, this is just none of this should exist in this way. Yeah. yeah. We should have good like good te television journalism should be better. Like when I, yeah. and part of the problem is just like it's like the 24 hour news cycle there is just this need to fill time with opinion more than like actual news. And it's like, if you watch like, you know, just any of the 24 hour news channels, it's like 90% of their programming is just like a panel of like experts or whatever, just kind of riffing on what they're hearing about yeah. as opposed to like actual, like research the thing journalism. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, I'm excited that John Stewart's back. Like, I thought he did, uh, you know, a good job in his first episode back. But it is such a bummer that, like, there is this feeling of, like, oh, finally, real news can come back yeah. on Comedy Central? Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize Comedy Central was still a, a channel, to be honest. I did. I legitimately also was, like, I was, like, I guess I would have heard had Daily Show been canceled. But right. the big announcement that he was coming back, I was, like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, like, it, right. was, it was a weird, like... You know, it, it was this weird feeling of like, 
you know, ultimately I'm a big pro proponent of like giving new people a shot and, you know, bringing in like, you know, PSU voices or voices from, mar from marginalized communities to hold those positions. But like, I don't know, I do think that Jon Stewart, like he, like his basically he said that he's only going to come back until I think the election. So it does feel like he's kind of back for like a really specific purpose and he's not going to like stick around forever. And yeah. a lot of his jokes even were just like, I'm in my 60s. It's weird I'm back. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, so yeah, he, yeah. he gets it. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say in his next appearance, because uh, he's not going to have Joe Biden to beat up on for being old. I'll tell you that much, because Joe Biden <laughs> has proven he young. <laughs> he uh, joined TikTok. He's his campaign has entered its Steve Buscemi holding a skateboard phase and they joined TikTok. He posted a video on Super Bowl Sunday answering questions that included which team he was rooting for and which candidate he supports for president, which feels like they were trying to, like, fuck him up. <laughs> it feels like his grandkids were trying to, like, confuse him. But the video was posted along with the message, lol, hey, guys, <laughs> which, which really... is just completely impossible to imagine yeah. Joe Biden that... ever saying. Do you think that there was an unused take on that? Who are you going to vote for for President Biden and Trump question where he said, Trump, fuck. Yeah, he's a straight shooter. I, I think it's really <laughs> funny how, like, I feel like the Biden campaign has gone through the process of, I think, every stand up comedian of like, oh, I'm not going to start a TikTok. TikTok is dumb. And then after a yeah. couple of years, maybe I will start a TikTok. Yes. <laughs> like he for years has been repeatedly stating he would not be joining TikTok during the campaign, which is just like such a funny statement to make in the f first place that like he felt the need to be like, no, guys, I know what you're saying. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to join TikTok. Yeah, I know it's what everybody's like, waiting for. Okay. <laughs> we, I'd never, that thought never crossed my mind. Oh, like, God. But, yeah. I, I got to say, uh, one of my favorite TikTok formats is just stuff getting smashed. Like, there's this video of, like, two toilets <laughs> hanging from ropes swung at each other like pendulums, and they hit each other <laughs> and explode. <laughs> if the Biden campaign leaned into that type of TikTok, I'd be all in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just on the like things from the White House getting oh, like God. which one's going to survive. Yeah, it's like the Lincoln desk and a statue of Andrew Jackson. Yeah. You have to imagine who you got. TikTok Lol, has hey. to be has to be pissed about this happening. Cause this is like their their the app least is, cool thing that's ever yeah, happened their, on TikTok. Their app is done. Like this is just the now we're just counting down the days to when TikTok is over. Right. Yeah. It also doesn't help that if you watch the video, it looks like Joe Biden's in a hospital waiting room. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Where the fuck is he? That's a really good point. <laughs> like the art on the walls is in the la in the waiting room of the last hospital. Is <laughs> that like it straight up is a yeah. hospital waiting room? He's wearing old guy khakis. Do you know and, uh, what I, I, I would actually bet it is, which probably has the same decor as a hospital waiting room, is like a boomer internet consultancy. Yeah, right. no, that, I, I think that I think that that's that to me is a little bit of the the issue with like, I totally get, you know, Biden starting a TikTok. Yeah, there's, you know, huge Zoomer audience there. Like, uh, it makes sense. But yeah. I, I think that it, this really feels like a TikTok that was like pitched by a 20 year old to like a boomer social media executive. Yeah. 
And like they tried to kind of meet in the middle and it just yeah. like does it just feels like this weird TikTok uncanny valley. Yeah. Having him show up with the words, well, <laughs> hey, guys, is so funny to me for some reason. It's yeah, it's like, so is pathetic. that him talking? Is that him being like, well, hey, guys, I'm so random, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so random. Blurg. <laughs> also, I mean, like, are you really going to sign on to the fucking social media network that's mostly right now known for calling you a war criminal like (laughs) i think you you gave up on the zoomer vote a while ago dog and yeah this is not gonna this is not gonna bridge that gap yeah unfortunately he doesn't seem to be all that read in on the uh, war criminal <laughs> stuff because he did uh following the super bowl drop that meme that dank yeah. brandon dark brandon meme on our ass where he was like just like we drew it up with a picture of him you know dark brandon eyes glowing yeah. and unfortunately it was also after israeli airstrikes reportedly targeting houses and mosques killed dozens of people yeah it's like wow real dark dark brandon yeah. 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 Also, he, that is how he drew it up. So consistent. Right. Yeah. No, I mean it's just <laughs> perfectly time. I we didn't have to drag this into podcasts least fun topic. I know. But it <laughs> it's it is just wild like this attempt to join in the fun, like make yeah. his campaign fun at this time. Like it's just I don't yeah. think it's gonna be as easy as they're hoping. Yeah, well, I, I think that so much of what does well on social media is just like, you know, you need to be genuine. You need to feel like you're real in some way. And it feels like <laughs> the Biden campaign is in this weird kind of trying to have their key can eat it to middle ground where they're trying yeah. to kind of memify and freshen up Biden. But when it gets down to it, he's still an 82 year old politician. Sure. And, you know, it just comes across as very like, hey, look, everybody, grandpa's rapping like, I know, <laughs> you know, it would genuinely like, be a thousand times better if he was just rapping. Just rapping. Dude, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. rapping. Please. Yeah, I'm the president and I'm here to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. so in 2020, the campaign, some say sweatily, campaigned in Animal Crossing and threw <laughs> celebrities on Cameo. Uh, and people are comparing that to this. I'm just going to say 2020. Let me think. Who won that election? Yeah. Who won that? Ele- yeah, that's right. He won. Yeah, that's you don't right. know if Animal Trump? Crossing saved <laughs> oh, us from four yeah. more years of Trump. Jack, I'm sorry. You're, the character of Jack O'Brien says Trump won that election. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. I have to go yeah, back. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you said you one was taken again. Yeah, when <laughs> we, that one more time. Yeah, when you said Biden won the election, you were definitely doing the jack off, yeah. like eye roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> air quotes. Oh, yeah. Biden the scary won the election. You know, Biden won the election. Pre- every, by the way, every time I say president, Biden, I think the jack off hand motion is implied uh, yeah. the president part. But yeah, that's that's where me and the let's go Brandon people really intersect. It's like, yeah, I also think that <laughs> for yeah. the opposite reasons. But I do think that that is also so funny to me that like let's go Brandon was you know, I feel like treated as this like epic liberal dunk when it's like I also think Joe Biden's not great. <laughs> like, you know? Right? Yeah. Also. There was a song that played on the radio called Fuck Donald Trump. So take this Ned Flanders bullshit yeah. out of my face. Like, right. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's your oh, good one, guys. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Brandon. 
and yeah, it's, it's like, like actually oh, a said, reference to someone saying fuck biden so yeah so you're you don't like you're, you're not okay with cursing in public cool yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean there's also people are pointing out there's a whole question of like the u.s government is really politicizing tiktok and like the like whether it should be allowed and whether it's a security risk and he like straight up banned most federal government devices from using tiktok in 2022 due to bipartisan security concerns so <laughs> do you do you think the biden account password is the same as like his skiff password <laughs> uh. <laughs> like he the man can only memorize so many passwords. No. Yeah. I just think there's a high chance it's just Joe Biden in all lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody would ever think to put it all lowercase, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like to security around his I, I guess I would say it would be a nightmare if he actually used technology himself. But yeah. They were the thing that his administration is saying is that uh, actually, this is like we use a device that is only for posting on Joe Biden's TikTok. So we're good here. Yeah. Yeah, it's locked in like a glass case. Yeah. Uh, the sandbox firewalled TikTok, presidential but, TikTok machine. I, back to the, the, the John Stewart Daily Show thing. Something that I do appreciate about what he was saying is like, he was basically saying, you know, exactly you brought it up earlier of like, oh, if he's really energetic in meetings, show us that. Like he's giving advice to the Biden campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like that feels like good. You know, it's like both presidential candidates are old as fuck. Like, you know, I totally get it. But it's like at least let's pretend that they're like still active, <laughs> you know, like that's your I feel like that's your job is like, you know, a PR person or a press person or, you know, a media person or whatever is to like at least make the messaging palpable so that i don't have to pretend that he's well with it you know listen, I go, the other side of this though is like you know we live through puppet ronald reagan i say we yeah, just ronald go, reagan like, had dementia in office we just go full warhammer 40k with this stuff and either of these two guys we just acknowledge that it's a cadre of advisors and you know whatever who's doing yeah the for real sure stuff and we just put them on a fucking golden throne when they win. They just sit there <laughs> on display. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Make sure they eat some Slim Jims so they're well-preserved. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know if they die. Yeah. yeah. yeah Pickled yeah, yeah. and crackling with psychic energy. Yeah. When you, uh, <laughs> when you become president, you're just America's trophy for four years. Yeah. You, should, you know what? You should be put inside of the Lincoln Monument. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on that giant big stone chair? No, no, like inside of it. Like you're sitting in the same way, but you're just sort of like each each one is one layer smaller inside. Yeah, like like Snoke vibes. So it's like, like a nesting doll, but presidents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proposing, I, I guess, that the Lincoln Monument is a mech. That's Do we know of, it's not a mech? I thought you were proposing that once you stop being president, they have to hollow you out and put the new president inside <laughs> of you. Oh, Either you just way. have to elect okay. smaller and yeah. smaller presidents <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. each subsequent time. It's not the end of the world if we do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. Yeah, then, I. Yeah. I do think a big part of our problem is that the thing you're describing is basically the monarchy in the UK, and yeah. they realized a long time ago that monarchs shouldn't have power, <laughs> and like that is just like you go sit somewhere on a fancy chair and everyone is just like, oh, the, 
she's taking the dogs for a walk today. How nice. Yeah. And then there are yeah. like unglamorous people nobody really gives a shit about who are actually being hired and fired from the job of, you know, running the country. And in America, yeah. it's still the same fucking person <laughs> like that. All right. the all the royalty and all the shit giving is tied up with the same person who actually is supposed to have the job. And that's unhealthy, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll, roll bad, Edward. We're living through it. We're living yeah. through the, <laughs> We're the thriving. consequences for these people. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey Ugh. are in love. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I don't see what everybody's complaining about. <laughs> Travis and Taylor. Congratulations to everyone on living through it. It's a bad, it's bad, bad. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you know, no, like, no I do feel like that. everybody should just acknowledge end of day. Hey, we made it through another one. Fucking A. Yeah. Like the way you do in like, you know, recovery programs where you're like day at a time. This shit was hard. Oh. You know? I thought you were like, talking about like being in like trench warfare. Yeah. Well, that too. You know? Yeah. I guess the same vibe, I guess. Survive. We're still talking about Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about how I get through the period, like, after she announces a new album and before the album actually drops. Yeah. Right. It's just like, well, mm -hmm. I'm supposed to just get out of bed and act like this is a normal day? Or, <laughs> okay. Sure. Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about important things, uh, like Madam Webb. We'll be right back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And people need to go check out cool people who did cool stuff, both of your podcasts, but there are so many great episodes of cool people who did cool stuff. There's the recent one about the collective in Weimar, Germany, who, like, as Nazism is rising up and, you know, the economy is collapsing around them, they collectively, like, deliver one million illegal abortions a year as yeah. <laughs> birth control is being, like, just so incredible and badass. And But I did want to talk about this story about the invention of the paramedics because it's a group of people, a community suffering under severe systemic racism in Pittsburgh, and they come together and become the first paramedics in the history of America, maybe the world. They are the reason we have paramedics today. Like all the life-saving care we expect to show up in an ambulance started with them. And it was pretty, it was like, I would have guessed so much longer ago, but it was yeah. like 1968. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It, it's another example. I've talked before about how like there are two types of inventions. There's like the iPhone, which is like something that is invented through sheer like tyranny of will like years before the world might be ready for it and mm. it's like in in front of and then there are the inventions that like the world is repeatedly calling out for and <laughs> like just people just keep fucking <laughs> fucking it up yeah like the screwdriver was invented after the screw so they Wait, were just what? like yeah, they like years <laughs> at, the screw existed. Just using a chisel. Just yeah, like, they were just like whatever they had on hand. They're like, I guess this coin can kind of get it in right. there. And hey, it's like keep like, my thumbnail <laughs> real long. It took them like fucking <laughs> decades to invent the screwdriver. But the paramedics seems like just listening to you like tell the story of, you know, it starts, <laughs> you start it with like people drunk driving ambulances around the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, Wait, so uh, what What did it look like? Because I, I haven't listened to this episode. So what, yeah. what we were just what, just pulling up to the basically to the hospital before, like just some in the back of the car. It's like, get them to the hospital. So there would be people who would go around. There'd be someone you could call and they would send an ambulance. And mm-hmm. the ambulance would not be an ambulance. They would send a car. And it was different place. It was different in different places. There was no central idea of how to do it. A lot of times, it was cops, and cops don't always treat different people the same. Wait, what? I've heard, I've heard of yeah. this. I've heard of this. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. Uh, don't worry, it was a long time ago. And then <laughs> also, uh, funeral homes were a big one. The funeral Oof. homes had a hearse, Sends and you could a put a person in a hearse. So you you're like. You're trying not to die of a heart attack and a hearse shows up and they're literally like there's like petals left over from the last person. And it was just it was private services. And the other one was firefighters. And then the other one was just like purely private services where there's someone in your neighborhood you can call and like John will come over and and drive you to the hospital. J name. Yeah. 
uh, he's the hero of the story. Mm-hmm, don't obviously. worry. No. And so, yeah, they just, they're, this com- it completely blew my mind too. Like if you had asked me when the paramedics were invented, I would have been like Victorian era and it was a little bit late that it took that long. Right. Or literally this has always happened and people used to do it with litters, you know, where you have to like carry the person or whatever. Yeah, you right, know? Right. I picture like somebody coming out and like, plugging a fire bellows into your mouth and like yeah well that was the other thing is that cpr is a recent invention is the other and they were yeah. invented by the same by guy. the same guy unbelievable yeah. yeah but but yeah the the thing that paramedics changed was that the person who comes to drive you to the hospital performs care for you there on the street and there was a while where people weren't into it people were scared especially because the first paramedic team was all black mm. and so at first they were in an all black neighborhood of in Pittsburgh and it was like fine. But then eventually like the white people in the surrounding neighborhoods were like, we'd rather paramedics came than cops. We keep dying. <laughs> Just a quick so, note. Yeah. Yeah. And so then yeah. black people would come, but then it, random white racists would be like, no, please, I'd rather die of this heart attack. Just get yeah. me to the hospital. Don't all right. No problem. To... That's on yeah, you, bro. All right. So I know, the, and that's the weirdest thing about, like, reading about the medical profession is that that's not the attitude that even, like, like black doctors and black paramedics right. who are dealing with racist patients are like, and then we just have to do it anyway. And I'm like, y'all are made of better stuff than me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just like, okay, I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, you know? So an important person has a heart attack on stage, mm-hmm. and a nurse goes and is delivering like CPR, life-saving yeah. aid. And then the cops, who are the authority at this time in like getting somebody to the hospital, kick her ass out <laughs> yeah. like off stage and then drag this person to the hospital. I think you'd be- say they kicked her ass. <laughs> like, just like, just like, <laughs> no, she wow. was white. Yeah, it was a white nurse. Right. Oh, it was a white okay. nurse. So they, yeah. so they kind of pushed her, her out of the way and were like, yeah. Yeah, why don't you go bake a pie, lady? Yeah, exactly. And they kill this guy. By, yeah. you know, because they don't know shit about CPR. Well, because they're interrupting the intervention, yeah, basically. they're interrupting the CPR. And so this, like, people are pissed. They killed a major, like, political figure, basically the head of Baltimore's Democratic Party uh, at Pittsburgh, the time. Yeah. Pittsburgh's, de- yeah. yeah, Democratic Party at the time. And so, yeah, yeah. So people are pissed, and they bring in this guy who had just kind of innovated CPR. And was like, his theory was that you could teach everyday people to do this thing that would keep people alive for a long time or much longer than they were living before. And so they trained regular people to be the paramedics, like specifically not cops. Or I guess they were open to cops and the cops were like, ah, fuck this. That's a training we we don't do this. Sorry. No. We don't do training. But what so why do you think they went in that direction to like train people who weren't like not not being like we're a traveling band of doctors? Was it just right. like doctors were in short supply? It was a couple different things. One is that they they had this idea for this job, paramedics, and they were like, who can we get to do this job where it is gonna take like I don't remember the number of hours, an awful lot of hours of training, like an awfully long, intensive thing. We have no idea how financially feasible it will be. We have no idea whether or not this job will exist when you finish all of this training. Who's willing to do that, right? Yeah. And so it was not the doctors. And then also, yeah, like the I, I'm 
absolute shit at remembering names as soon as I've moved on to the next episode. I remember the story arcs and things. Sure, but sure. But I can't remember the name of the CPR guy, but he's he's white. Is it um, Stanger? Oh, that sounds right, but I really don't remember. Um, I remember a lot about his backstory. He grew up in um, Nazi-controlled uh, Austria William or something. William Hoven? I don't remember. And so he also, his thing is believing that we need to stop some of the gatekeeping around medical stuff. We still need to train people and people need to be highly trained. But he was like, I believe we can train regular people. So that was like partly his crusade around it. It was partly the police unions were blocking cops getting training. And it was partly that the group that stepped up in order to say, hey, we're going to do this was a um, not really a mutual aid group, but a, a black empowerment group that taught entrepreneurship within this neighborhood and and did like stuff like drive around a food van and sell food out of the back to break the food desert. And they were like, oh, well, we can do it. We have some organizational right? ideas. And so it was coming out of the civil rights movement also. And so it was kind of specific parts of uh, black civil rights stuff meeting, hey, how do we destroy the gatekeeping of the medical industry? And just like, and then even then they had trouble getting people to come to these trainings, right? And so they were like, kind of just rounding people up on the street. So the first people, the first paramedics were not just uh, black folks who were impoverished systemically from that reason, but it was also a lot of felons. It was some uh, people who didn't have any like stable places to live. A lot of people who were dealing with unemployment, vets with serious PTSD coming back from the Vietnam War. It was like, it was like the fuck ups, you know? And they were like, well, we're not the fuck ups. We're actually really awesome and are doing all this amazing work, which is part of why it would make such a, fucking killer movie and then there was even the part like even at one point in order to get city funding they were like sorry you need to have a white person and so they were like 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 just one (laughs) and so they found a guy who had been the token white soldier in a black unit in vietnam and we're like hey can you be our token white person he was like sick yeah no totally that's fine oh hell (laughs) and so you even have you know from a hollywood point of view where you need that they even have that so it's a perfect movie yeah, you, you have your Chalamet. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your new trope, the magical white guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, but he just like stays in the bag and doesn't do shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like what does he do? It's just amazing his whiteness, just even passively on off to the side, uh, the the doors that it opens. It's quite yeah. magical. But this is also something that we saw when we were talking about alternatives to policing and like this program in Eugene, Oregon, that has been going since I think the early 80s. I feel like it's called like creeps or something like that. They gave it the worst acronym possible. <laughs> but it's like if if you need to call someone for help, but you don't want the police showing up with a gun, you mm-hmm. have this alternative. And like I remember reading a profile and the things that they're solving are just like, I don't know, this drunk guy is like having a fight with his partner. And I think needs- it's what it's called, not creeps. What is it? Cahoots. Cahoots? Isn't it Cahoots? Yeah, it might. I think it had a different name for uh, oh, earlier okay. on, but I don't. It creeps as uh, Nixon's like committee to reelect the president, but uh, <laughs> right. it was something funny. like more sinister, though. Uh-huh. But anyways, like they would just like give somebody a ride. You know, it was just like yeah. really like community based. Like, oh, I actually know that guy, uh, or I yeah. know his cousin. I'm gonna have his cousin come give him a ride, and. Like you end up seeing this is what is useful about the Freedom House people being the people who are serving this community is like, you know, I think, Margaret, in the episode, you talked about if someone's ODing, they 
probably know who dealt them those drugs and can like go talk to that dealer and like find out what they took. You know, it's like they are plugged into the community. So you're just like paying for somebody within the community who knows people to go in and do the very basic, you know, work of also incredibly complicated and important work of like life-saving technology or life-saving medical care, but also just having that context and it being someone that like people are comfortable with and not somebody who's pointing a a gun at you is, is so important and just like feels like this could be spread applied to like so many other places, right? Like in the modern world where we're still, where we still have this crisis of the place to call when somebody's having a mental health crisis or, you know, a lot of, different problems is the fucking police like i don't know no i mean it just makes sense to me and especially when a lot of stuff that puts people in danger is criminalized you know you know when when you're dealing with someone who hasn't who's odine oh and then just to throw in that also the same guy whose name i can't remember was i think the first person to administer narcan or like yeah use narcan not just as a way to pull people out of um anesthesia but also to pull people out of overdosing but yeah like if you're if someone's overdosing and you call the cops, you don't know whether you've saved that person's life or killed them. Right. Yeah. Is it you Dr. Know? Peter Saffar? S-A-F-A-R? Again, I literally, it's just, it names go in and out of my head. It's awful. I, yeah. I need yeah, to have yeah, a I script know. in front of me in order We're to We're like looking and I'm like, there, it's like, there's like three doctors that may have there, invented CP. Like, there were, there were three Hoban, doctors. Safar this guy, and Jude. Yeah, it's he, Peter Saffar. He, uh, born in yeah. Vienna, Austria. Yes, and Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ended yeah. up becoming the, yeah, did C- and he, created CPR. Yeah, yeah. And he did all this like tricksy stuff to avoid serving in the Nazi army. Yeah. <laughs> he like, like also almost killed himself to, with medical issues in order to be medically exempt from serving in the Nazi army. Yeah. Oof. He's just a cool guy. He's just, yeah. And he also like, usually I do these episodes about like great men in history and they turn out to be like awful to the women in their lives. Right. Yeah. Total wife guy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Great wife guy. Wife guy. guy energy. Yeah. He, uh, he, I mean, not just energy. He, they were like ballroom, yeah, win waltz champions. Comp- yeah, <laughs> and like inc- included her in his plans and right. Like, I mean, I don't have like I haven't read her account. I mean, I've read some quotes from her, right? Sure, sure, sure. But like compared to a lot of the people that I end up researching in history, where they're like so dedicated to the cause that they treat everyone in their lives, especially the women and who are close to them in their lives, like terribly. This man is not an example of that. Yeah, but yeah, so they're out there. They're part of the community. They're the first people to, like, get the paddles out and go clear, like, on the street. Like, they're, you know, they are, like, breaking all this new ground. A racist mayor comes in, pushes them out, starts trying to replace them with cops. Like, just stops, like, cuts their funding, keeps cutting their funding. It's, like, this, again, just, like, a movie scene that is incredible that Hollywood is sleeping on. During this period, Freedom House, like, gets their hands on a police scanner and start, like, racing the police to get there to save people (laughs) because the police police are taking their sweet-ass time. So they're, like, listening to when there is a medical emergency and then, like, racing there to help people before the cops can show up. But just an, an amazing story of, like, you know, people from the community, like the medical power to the people, like just all these, you know, all, 
all these really cool ways that this community came together against all odds. And like the fact that that's not the story we tell. And instead the story we tell is like fucking an entire genre's worth of Westerns. Right. It's like fucking yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's Good probably job important. Connecting those two things. That was well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> right. I think it's just, a, yeah, it's a probably important to like even think of it in that context of just sort of like, you know, being fed this, these kinds of stories over and over again. And it like, you know, to your point, Margaret, it's like, you can almost manifest it through like the rip, the repetition of that kind of like story arc. Whereas yeah. like we're now, I think a lot of people are feeling like we need to like transition to something different, something that feels more connected, something that feels more humane and uh, actually treats people with dignity. And yeah, and all these stories have been like in a way buried or whether that's intentionally or because they don't think it sells tickets or whatever, you know, we're, we're seeing that like that's actually our impulse is to just is to invent and iterate and do something that is actually for a communal benefit rather than like, here's a story of the guy who got so pissed off, he beat up everyone in town and then his daughter <laughs> got braces or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's so many movies. You know, the story of the tagline. Fucking like John Wick, nobody. Just beat up everybody in town. This guy's so pissed. You ever get so pissed that you just like beat up everybody in town? (laughs) (laughs) Like all those Uva Bull films are like that too, where it's just like pissed off guy on a mission. Oh man! That's because every every American man is told that that's in his heart, and he he could do that if he had to. Yeah, and you're like, not every man can beat up every other man. That is clearly yeah. not true. That is you, not how math yeah. works. You yeah. know what I'm really good at? Going help! <laughs> yeah, help me! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think most men are because of patriarchy to be like, and then someone fixed it for me, and then I told myself I did it all myself because I'm. A big boy. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. 
But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 